The Longbox Crusade presents Fan Bill Fridays. Welcome to another episode of Fan Film Fridays, the show where I look at online fan films. Yes, while stuck in the LBC basement. Long story on that, but if you're new to the show, you'll kind of learn to roll with it. If you're a longtime listener, you know the story by now. Anyway, I have been trying to drum up some human interest stories, you know, get people to listen to my side of the story. Get, get a little human interest out there. Jared says I fail on at least two of the qualifications for this. But I'm sure, you know, he, he's just making stuff up. But we'll see. Anyway, in order to get my human interest story out there, I had to have somebody to tell my tale. And, of course, I thought Clark Kent, right? Right? Yo, greatest reporter at all of Metropolis? That'd be my pick. Yeah, except, you know, I get told he's fictional. So instead, mm. I get this guy, Matthew T. Cody. Welcome to the basement, Matt. Hey, thank you very much. Nice to uh, be down here. So <laughs> did you ever get those controllers for the uh, Street Fighter? Uh, Jared swears he's working on that. Yeah, I haven't seen a bowl full of quarters down here in a long time either, so. I see. So, Matt, um, you know, we we do fan films down here. People are interested in fan films, right? Right. Yes. Uh, Well, I, you know, I'd seen a few before, but, you know, I just kind of stumbled upon your show and heard your promo or something like that. And, you know, you're. Your show's really giving you're like my guide now for fan films. So <laughs> thank you for that, Clinton. See, there I, we I, go. That, that's human I, interest right there. Yeah, I could get lost in the uh, the internet going down that rabbit hole. So I just decided, you know, I'll just let this guy be my guide. So thank you for that, Clinton. Well, thank you, thank you for you know coming along with us. That that sounds like fun. <laughs> Absolutely, looking forward to it. So I take it, you know, since you're. Uh, kind of going on tour with us on the fan films you wouldn't mind watching one of your own right oh heck no yeah that'd be fun okay so since you do a show called superman radio revisited i take it you really like the man of steel yeah i guess he'd be my favorite character you can say that yeah all righty so i've got one that is called i uh, you know appropriately enough kind of like our situation here it is titled one on one all right, it's been a while, and I get pretty winded when I play basketball, but bring it. 
yeah, as Delvin and I have discussed, I, I, I just can't, I can't play hoops like I used to. So, hey, that's good for me. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so a good game of horse, uh, you know, uh, maybe uh, sure. uh, yeah. just don't call me a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> I make no promises. <laughs> Got it. OK, so. The fan film is one-on-one, posted up online to good old YouTube by Jake Thomas way back in September of 2012. This thing sports 67,600 views at the moment. You know, not, not too bad for an online fan film. Granted, you know, 11 years old, it could use a little more, but... I mean, that, those are impressive views. For sure. <coughs> oh, you know, th- this thing runs mm, about 11 and a half minutes, so it's not going to be a huge, huge toll on anyone's day. <laughs> yeah, I can handle that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's not going to take a whole lot out of your day. Right. The film stars Aaron Brown as Sarah. John Nagel as Clark Kent. It was directed and written by Jake Thomas. So before we dive in, though, uh, Matthew, can you let people know who this Clark Kent guy is if they're you know unfamiliar? Because this is the first time we've talked about him on this show, I do believe. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it's about time <laughs> that you uh, have a fan film featuring Clark Kent then. Uh, well... I could just go into a whole spiel, but I don't think he really needs an introduction because more people probably know Clark Kent is Superman than know that Joe Biden is president. (laughs) (laughs) That is fair. (laughs) Sad state of affairs, maybe, but such as it is. Okay, so Clark Kent is Superman. You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) lbc crew number one in news (laughs) uh yeah uh, so did you want more than that or (laughs) no i know i think that's pretty sufficient all right i can go into his powers and all this but yeah we'll be we we go on a whole diatribe because there's so many different versions so Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah no i'm pretty sure most everyone knows you know if you're not familiar with Clark Kent, Superman, that whole spiel. Then what brought you to the Longbox Crusade Network first? Um, sorry, but, you know, valid question. Oh, this is a good opportunity for me to insert plug here. Uh, listen to my podcast if you want to know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's one particular version that's quite different from the comic books or movies or TV. But anyway, there you go. I guess this is the part where I get to say... Everybody check the show notes for the link to the film because Matt and I, we are going to spoil the heck out of this thing. And it is definitely to your benefit to watch this before we start talking about it. You know, not only because we're going to spoil it, but because it's all nice for everybody to be all on the same page while we're going through this. And hey, uh, spoilers ahead. I think it's probably worth watching. But then again, it's on the show, so of course I think it's worth watching. (laughs) Indubitably. So we're going to take a quick little trailer break, or musical break, whichever gets inserted. 
And Matt and I will be back on the other side. Fantastic. I'll make a deal with you. I write what you call human interest pieces. Let me ask you ten questions. He's no Superman. Yeah, but who is? It's just it. Superman is such a joke. It doesn't even exist. If someone that powerful really existed, then why is the world such a horrible place? Wouldn't he do something about it? I was never not looking. Weren't you? Could you just not see? All right, everybody back. Good. All righty, so I'm just going to read the synopsis from the YouTube because, quite frankly, I think it sums it up a whole lot better than I could. It comes directly from the director. Yes, I said that intentionally. <laughs> and um, when Matt and I get into our discussions, I'm sure we will cover the beat by beat. So according to the YouTube description, Sarah, a runaway teenager in the city of Metropolis, encounters a persistent newspaper reporter named Clark Kent, who won't leave her alone until she agrees to an interview for his newspaper column. Ten questions. That's all he asks. In their moments together, the fragments of her tragic life emerge, but her anger towards superheroes and Superman himself explodes in full force. If he is so great and so powerful, why is the world such a horrible place? Why doesn't he do something about it? And that is the description, folks. So, Matt, what did you think of One on One? Well, I really enjoyed this, and I think it would sell me if I wasn't already, or, or any listeners out there, if they're not already sold on fan films, I think this one could do it. And yeah, if your podcast didn't already do that, sell them, that is. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I thought the, the actors were phenomenal. Uh, mm -hmm. And this guy, okay, John Nagel, is that who you said played Clark? Yes. I think he could be considered to be or should be considered to be cast in Superman legacy, honestly. <laughs> and if, if they have to go with the new actor, as opposed to like Henry Cavill or Tyler Eklund, and then the woman seems like she could play a young version of Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, you see it. <laughs> yeah. Now that you okay. mentioned that. Yeah, I definitely see it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's just my, We'll get into more details, I guess. But, yeah, that's kind of my overall larger thoughts. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, John definitely pulls off a very believable Clark Kent. Um, you know, I wasn't quite sold on on the, uh, the his face. He didn't okay. quite have the Clark face to me. Well, but, I should say he'd have to do some serious. We have to see him more as Superman before we really throw him in the new movie. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But as far as, like, giving the performance, yes. He sells it on the performance. So he was a great Clark, yeah. Mm -hmm. All righty. Uh, just before we really, <clears throat> excuse me, before we really get into um, all the beat by beat and everything, I wanted to take a page out of the uh, pop culture positivity book here and take a look at some of the comments on the YouTube. Okay. Uh, the, a guy that goes by Six 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 Productions said, "How do you take a character?" I'm not fond of and make me want to see more of him. An 11 minute fan film with no action, just dialogue and characters made me like Superman more than a high budget movie would. Wow. It's like, man, that that's your uh, comics fan base right there that you're looking at. Mm hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> so 
you know, people who admittedly didn't care about Superman now care about Superman. Hmm. So, and this, I just saw like on the, the opener or whatever, it won some awards, right? Yes. Some, some film festival or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It looked like it was a, a beautiful day and like, uh, beautiful weather, probably like Los Angeles. Maybe it was filmed in. Uh, I, I I just know the credits. I was kind of looking and it said like, thank you to the Los Angeles development or something like that. Yeah. That's what I was trying to look at real fast. I couldn't remember if it said Los Angeles or Chicago. Well, I guess I don't really know where it was filmed, but anyway, great production and music. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's got some awards listed, but I cannot read them. The font is too small for my eyes. Yeah. I don't have that in front of me anymore, but maybe it was like a metropolis film festival or something like that. Mm. All right. So getting into kind of the beat by beat, you know, we open with Sarah in the subway with a payphone, So that kind of dates the thing, but you know, first of all, how nice to see a subway. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a payphone. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Dial down the center, Matt. 1-800-C-O-L-L-E-T-T. Yep. <laughs> and she, uh, she got her quarterback when, uh, I guess it wasn't a complete call. Is that how that works? I don't uh, Something like that, yeah. Just twirl it around in her finger. Mm. But, it, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, do you want to take it from there? Yeah, I mean, for, for everybody who didn't watch the film, shame on you. But yeah. Sarah is trying to, to basically Where's call it? back home. And, you know, the number is no longer in service. Yeah. As we said, Sarah's a runaway. She's carrying a lighter with her, so that you know becomes important plot wise. Yeah, we can make some guesses who she was calling. Perhaps her parents. And yeah, we'll yeah, it might have. Yeah, yeah. might have been the boyfriend. Might have you know just somebody. But anyway, when she stops in a park, uh, she's approached by you know young reporter Clark Kent, mm-hmm. who of course you know is out there looking for a human interest story right. and. You know, and it's a bunch of back and forth and and whatever. He convinces her to take part in his interview by, you know, subtly stealing her lighter. (laughs) Thank goodness for super speed. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, And I mentioned it was beautiful weather and but it might have been a little crisp because uh, like a little cool because Clark is wearing a trench coat over his business suit. Presumably over a Superman costume, <laughs> <laughs> and and she's wearing a unique outfit. I'll say probably got that from like a homeless women's shelter. Maybe just just had to pick out what she found. Oh, good catch, Matt. I didn't think about that. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's just what I thought. Yeah, because like she's got you know this knit hat, kind of like wool-looking leggings, but it's you know a very you know, like a sleeveless, strappy top. Right. Yeah. So, so it's, uh, it's cooler, probably. Oh, and as far as Clark's outfit, if he doesn't want to, she she does say this was kind of funny. Like, are you uh, what'd she say? Are you something or a perv? <laughs> <laughs> and if Clark doesn't want to come off as a perv, maybe he should ditch that trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know, Sarah being the teenage runaway, she's got to smoke. Right. Yep. Yep. Mm. And Clark having possession of the lighter. Uh, and maybe he was a little intrusive by taking that lighter. And we find out he has some reasons later, though. 
Mm-hmm. When he gets into the 10 questions. Yeah. So over the course of the questions, Clark, of course, you know, gets her backstory and uh, reveals to the audience that Sarah is pregnant. Right. So, it, you know, of course, advising her several times not to smoke. Yes. Yep. Maybe you shouldn't smoke, he says. <laughs> and when he does, oh, she says, you want to do this or not? And he, he does give her a light. And that seems like maybe her first drag ever from a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if she really inhaled before she's coughing. And, and she she was kind of looking at it more than smoking it. I, was, I went back and watched, you know. Mm-hmm. And he mentions, oh, she asked how he knew that. And Clark said that you don't have to have or you don't need X-ray vision to know that she was pregnant. And so I'm saying that Clark was using his super hearing and he heard next to heartbeat. She's probably about six weeks along. Good possibility, possibly a little bit further. A lot of women don't even know they're pregnant till six to eight weeks in. That's true. Yep. But that's just at least maybe six if if he was using a super hearing. But also Mm -hmm. he's an ace reporter, right? So. He can just be sussing it all out on his own. But yeah. But again, a little further into his questions, uh, we do find out that Sarah's parents actually died when she was an infant and she's been passed around from foster home to foster home. So she has not had a very um, positive upbringing in her own mind. Mm -hmm. The lighter is one of the few remnants that she has of anything connecting her to her family. So Again, you know, very important to her. Yep, yep. And I was thinking, like, oh, do you want to go? When she says, uh, oh, he asks questions like uh, if she knew who the boyfriend was or who the who got her pregnant. That is, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, he ditched her. If he ditched her, and uh, she was saying that uh, not everybody can be Superman, or yeah, not everyone's Superman or something like that. Or he's no Superman. That's what she said. Yeah. Yeah. I have to admit, Clark kind of asked some offensive questions, but <laughs> not in an offensive way. You know, he's definitely trying to to break her shell, get her to to have a reaction. Yeah. And he gets one. She she kind of gets angry uh, going off on uh, Superman, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was wondering, too, like maybe Clark just stumbled upon her. uh in the park, or maybe maybe he was on lunch from the Daily Planet, or maybe he just happened to uh, maybe he's doing a story about runaways or homeless people. Yeah, it, you never really know exactly how he managed to single her out. Yeah, and, and, and maybe was wearing a wedding ring too. Mm-hmm. I noticed so in this video. Yeah, there's a a note from the director about that that uh, when they originally did the script and the filming and everything. It was uh, still pre-New 52 continuity. Okay. So, yeah. you know, they were going to apparently make a, a comment about how he had to get home to Lois and that kind of stuff. But, like, he was like, in mid-editing, they brought in the New 52, so we <laughs> cut out a lot of that. Well, yeah, I don't think I'd even bother trying to fit it into any continuity. Cause That's what I thought. So often Just make it a Superman film. Yeah. Oh, but uh, yeah, so maybe maybe somebody contacted Clark, too. It's maybe somebody reached out to the media that reported her as missing. That could be why he was on her. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's the guy who got Sarah pregnant trying to man up, take responsibility, possibly contacted Clark. Who knows? 
But yeah, Sarah makes the the comment about you know she doesn't even believe Superman is a real thing. She thinks it's media hype and mm-hmm. something you know to cover up like you know who's really doing the the saving on these things, and it's you know just something to sell papers. Because if he were real, then why would the world be such a horrible place? Why would bad things happen to good people kind of thing? Right. Yep. Yeah. You know, and and Clark makes very good points about, you know, what kind of Superman would he be if he just controlled everyone? Uh-huh. You know, basically shutting down literally every, you know, Superman should save everyone every time argument. Right. Like, yep. You know, he can't be everywhere doing everything every moment. Right. Yep. And that that was kind of how he figured out the way she was getting. She was getting pretty emotional mm-hmm. and he used those reporter instincts again and figured out that her parents were dead. I think from the lighter, maybe her reaction to it or something. Yeah. Yeah. He could tell maybe she wasn't a regular smoker. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, they figured out it was a keepsake more so than. Yeah. But, you know, Clark does make his points. Sarah kind of starts to see the world in a little bit of a new light, tosses her cigarettes away. Yes. Uh, asks for her lighter back and Clark informs her that it's in her pocket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. When did you put it in my pocket? When you weren't looking, I was never not looking. Weren't you? Or was it just that <laughs> just you couldn't not. see it? <laughs> yep. And that's the part that really drives it home. It's not, it's not always the stuff that you see. Mm-hmm. It's the stuff that happens behind the scenes and it's the and sometimes you have to just go on a little good faith that Correct. things will work out and be a little better. Yeah. Yep. And her not, you know, thinking Superman's real. Obviously, we being a runaway, maybe we could say she's from Gotham City or who knows. But mm-hmm. but yeah, she's just not familiar with looking up in the sky and, and seeing it until the end. <laughs> and. What really gets me on it every time is right there at the end where Sarah is walking away, headed back home. And just for a moment behind her, Superman shows up. All you see are boots and a cape. Yeah. But it was kind of one of those, like, if I really need to drive this point home one more time, I will show up. But she never turns around. (laughs) So he just like, okay, it's going to be all right and just flies away. Right. Yeah. That like you said, uh, think like she may have gotten some needed perspective out of their exchange. I think that interaction helped her. And then, then the end was a nice cherry on top when we got to see the red boots and cape. Mm-hmm. Subtle but effective. And then cool when we got to see them lift off the ground And the only Superman-ish, I mean, powers wise. Well, no, that's not true. We had super speed and possibly super hearing, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know. We have a Superman film that drives home nearly everything that you expect from Superman, and he's Clark Kent 99.9% of the time. Yeah, it's a little over 11 minutes, this video was, and I really enjoy Superman stories that are a little over 11 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, that's about how long the Superman radio serial episodes are. Okay, uh, apparently this... Uh, this fan film actually has an IMDb listing. Not all of them do. Okay. 
there's not much else added to it that we haven't already gone over other than apparently there is a trivia note that says the park used for shooting the fan film was also in the movie 500 Days of Summer. Huh. Never seen that. <laughs> Neither have I. Well, that, what a beautiful park, though. I mean, mm-hmm. kind of want to walk through it. Sit on that bench. <laughs> <laughs> I am curious real fast if either of these actors has anything else listed that might be of note. Um, nothing I have heard of for John Nagel, other, although there is something kind of interesting that, that he's been in a 2014 film called The Creep Behind the Camera, which I'm not sure if I want to see it or not, but... Wow, yeah. He, play, he plays a reform school kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple other things, but maybe the oh. polar opposite of a Clark Kentish character. Interesting. Okay, so Aaron Brown, who played Sarah, uh, apparently is uh, married to Jake Thomas and has been since uh, September of 2011. So wow, yeah, they got married before. You know, a while before the fan film came out. She's been in a few other things. That must be the guy that got her pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt, Matt. He, he manned up and took responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, let's see. She's been in a lot of a lot of stuff, but again, nothing I've ever heard of. Uh, looks like a lot of. Uh, small, smaller films, you know, indie films, which nothing wrong with that. A uh, few episodes of some TV shows that, again, I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, of, of note to friend of the show, Irredeemable Shag. She was uh, the director for a video called Yellow Car. So, ha, Shag, Yellow Car. I got a point. Inside joke. Okay, I'll just roll with that. Uh, let's see. Jake Thomas, the director. Let's, let's see what he's been yeah, been doing, working on. Um, apparently a lot of the same stuff that his wife has been working on. Okay. So. Well, his actress of choice, I take it. Yeah. Um, I wonder n- if he ever gets in front of the camera or always behind it. Uh, looks like um, he has. No, it is all um, writing, directing and editing. Okay. Hmm. Well, yeah. Apparently he does good work, so keep him <laughs> with it. Because, uh, yeah, this one is it shot beautifully. It is edited together wonderfully. You mentioned the music, Matt. The music, I love the music in this. Yeah, it was just to hit the right emotional beats. You know, it wasn't too overpowering or anything. Right. Yeah, it is not in your face. It's very subtle. You know, just you a need few. something for a big Superman theme, but yeah, it's perfect for Clark stuff. Yeah, and it, I don't think it really needed, like, you know, everybody's that wants it to always be the John Williams or something. And it's like, it didn't really need a big Superman moment. No, no, it didn't. It was very down to earth, uh, just a nice story. I mean, now, if, if I'm going to nitpick anything. Sure. And goodness knows this isn't because I'm trying to be mean. I'm just the Superman cape. Okay. It, it feels like they cheaped out just a little bit on the Superman cape. I, I don't know that that was Kryptonian fabric. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I could definitely see Mockant's seams there. <laughs> but, I mean, that that is a total nitpick. That is not me bashing this at all. Uh-huh. 
That is me sitting there saying, well, you know, this is this makes it a ninety nine point nine 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 out of a hundred. <laughs> yep. But I mean, quite literally, that that's it. Otherwise, I mean, what pay phones date the movie? Oh, big do you know? Right. Yeah. You know, black and white good. movies date them from being from the fifties. I get it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, that goes beyond nitpick. That that's just complete griping. But no, I mean this was this was an absolutely wonderful fan film, and this and it's probably either like the second or third thing that pops up if you type in Superman fan films. Right. Yeah. When I was just going to uh, look for it without finding the link you sent me, I just typed in Superman <laughs> fan film, and boom, it wasn't hard to find because I wanted to watch it again. And yeah, just the when Clark's I really liked that line, like uh, you mentioned, when Clark said if Superman just forced her to do whatever he wanted her to do, he wouldn't be much of a Superman, would he? You know, and he's trying to help her like a friend. And yeah, my only nitpick isn't really a nitpick. It's more like I think he maybe would follow up with her in the future because, you know, she's still in a fragile runaway single girl state or woman but Mm -hmm. it just seems like maybe he would share resources with her and you know just let her know how to how to help her yeah see him like offering her a job at the daily planet like well reaching out to perry to offer her a job rather perry white yeah kind of the end of superman 3 lana lang becomes the new secretary yeah that kind of thing (laughs) yep or yeah. something that she can do from home so she can watch her kid growing up. Oh, this. yeah. But and I mean, if nothing else, yeah, like you said, Clark would totally be the guy that's like, hey, you know, do you need me to go with you to sign up for food stamps? Do you need somebody to to take you to birthing classes? That kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. You know, maybe I can't do it, but I can get Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yep. He's got some pals. All and, right. So. I mean, do we have anything else to add to this? Well, I would just say I, I wanted to ask you, like, do you watch Superman and Lois? I love Superman and Lois. Good to hear. Yeah, I thought the plot of this fan film, you know, you could pad it with some extra content and it could make a really strong episode of Superman and Lois. Absolutely. Like Sarah is the girl's name you know she, or the woman's name she could be someone in jordan and john's grade that they know and it could make for like a teen pregnancy after school special type episode <laughs> yeah and that's the other thing like this in uh, in untalented hands this could have come across as a very heavy-handed after school special yeah, yeah but yeah. instead it's just 11 minutes of pure well i mean just pure gold I'm going to say it plainly. It's pure gold. This is okay. yeah. this is absolutely wonderful. Because, yeah, the setting of Superman. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it gets everything you need about Superman right in there. It has a wonderful message for both characters that is not heavy-handed. It's not forced upon the viewer. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, here's our story that we're going to tell and take from it what you're going to. Yes, yeah. And then, like, there could be some threat. <laughs> I just thought, well, if it's mm-hmm. an episode, uh, you have to have maybe some Superman quota. So some threat stealing runaways to fulfill that Superman action. I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, but, you know, there'll be something, you know, like, oh, you know, the the pregnant girl goes to hide in, in the mines and there's a cave in or, you know. <laughs> yep. or yeah, I just hope Superman Lois gets renewed. <laughs> oh, me too. Me too. That is appointment television. But but barring that, you know, I would love to see a follow up to this fan film with the same cast. Maybe Clark uh Maybe we could see the. It'd be great to see the kid. <laughs> yes, yes, I would love to see this. Like, do a ten years later kind of thing. Yeah, this would be great. You hear that, Jake Thomas? You and your <laughs> lovely wife get get this John guy to come back and and just all make a wonderful fan film together, so we can get a sequel. Absolutely. Yes, you just I uh, think superb high marks for me. I'd, I'd love to see more from him in her. Yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. And John Nagel or whoever we get. <laughs> mm-hmm. All righty. So that about wraps it up for me. OK, I, I, I if it hasn't been clear, folks, this gets some of the highest praise this show has given to a fan film. You absolutely should watch it. Even you know, like take it from the YouTube commenter, even if you're not a Superman fan, give it a watch. Yeah. You know, you well, might find it like, you too if you're not a Superman fan. Yeah, the guy just wants to help. What's wrong with that guy? <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's like even if you're not a Superman fan, yeah. you might be watching this and find the one bit of Superman media out there that you do like. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. All right. So, Matt, I appreciate you coming down here with me. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. Appreciate you, you know, making it through a fan film of your own without a guide. <laughs> yep, yep. I, I, I'm doing my best here. <laughs> All righty. Well, uh, you're, you're going to, like, get my story out to the world, right? Yeah, I'll uh, share it on my uh, – <laughs> I'll try to write an article. I don't know if there's a Daily Planet editorial column take out a classified or something. Okay. Uh, <laughs> You know, that, might be uh, buried I'll, under on page 17. I don't know, but we'll see what we can do. I'm not the editor. Oh, I see. <laughs> Gonna do me like that, huh? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll do what I can. I'll scream out in the wild. We all know that's reserved for kids yelling Mortal Kombat on Mortal Monday. Mortal Kombat! <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, before you do go and scream my story to the masses, do let people know where they can find you online. Sure. Uh, thank you. And thanks for having me on. This was a lot of fun and, and definitely worth it because I love the, the fan film, too. And just great to talk to you, like I was saying. Um, but I host a podcast called the Superman Radio Revisited Podcast, and you can find me on Twitter at Radio Superman, and there is a Superman Radio Revisited Facebook group that I would love you to join. Anybody out there? And so I, I said this also uh, on a different podcast, and nobody took me up on it, so I'm going to say it again on yours. And and that was you mentioned Shag earlier. Uh, we're both alums of the uh, JLI podcast, great the Wahaha podcast, great mm-hmm. show. We've both been guest hosts on that. But anyway, just at the end of that show, I uh, mentioned if anybody wants to co-host an episode of the Superman radio serial, uh, I rolled out like a birthday program. 
<laughs> Let me know your birthday out there. Everybody's got a birthday, and then we'll try to match it up. And when I get around to close to that date when the episode airs, uh, love to have anybody that's interested join me. Well, you know, you can't beat that, folks. <laughs> most most of these um, you know rewards programs at stores and stuff they have a birthday recognition thing. You know, join yeah. join on the podcast podcast one give. Get a free episode for your birthday. Absolutely, yeah. Hey, I like that. <laughs> well, yeah, I might hit you up. <laughs> hey, I don't mind. I like that that good old Superman cereal. Awesome, awesome. Mm, Superman cereal. Now there's an idea. <laughs> Sugary goodness. Oh, yes. Kryptonian. Ne- never mind. I, I don't need to make a commercial for a non-existent cereal. Yeah. <laughs> S-Shields. But yes, folks, definitely go out, check out Superman Radio Revisited, check out uh, Superman One-on-One fan film, and check out more lovely goodness from the Longbox Crusade Network, and check out at your local supermarket. No stealing. Yeah, the the jokes don't flow as easily down here. (laughs) Yeah, I'm throwing you some laughs. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I take pity laughs all day. All right, folks, so... One more time, thank you, Matthew. I really appreciate it. And I am going to uh, take a little um, promo break and come back with some listener feedback. And everyone will definitely tell me when Matthew uh, screams my story into the wild. Superman Radio Revisited. Hosted by Matthew T. Cody. This is going to be a new podcast, which will be exploring the Superman radio show of the 1940s. It will begin by playing an episode. Unfiltered. Unedited. Uncensored. Uncut. Followed by my commentary. We're going to talk about the era a little bit and any interesting things that crop up in the episodes. I think it'll be a lot of fun, and I'm hoping to make it an interactive show. So come along. It's going to be a great time. Hey everybody, thanks for sticking with me. This is the feedback portion of the show. Before I get into all of that, though, I have to tell you, uh, there's a guy on the news reports. I'm not really watching it, but like hearing it, they're talking about some guy that's like out there on Longbox Crusade Avenue screaming about mole people coming to eat his face or something. That can't be Matthew, though, because, you know, he wanted to tell a human interest story about a guy trapped in the basement. Can't be this. Okay, so feedback on last episode, which was uh, covering Green Lantern in Brightest Day Off with my guest Delvin the Dark Web William. We got social media love, like shares, retweets, all the fun stuff from Christados, Delvin Williams, Chris at BTO and Batbooks, Laurel, Pat Sampson, Superman Radio Revisited Podcast, and BZ the Voice. Which, if you don't know, BZ The Voice is the director, writer, and star of Green Lantern in Brightest Day Off. And speaking of social media love and BZ The Voice, he retweeted us and uh, left a little comment saying, I appreciate you taking the time to review and critique my film. 
currently writing part three, and it's going to be a doozy. Again, you are appreciated. Bless you. To which Delvin replied, what? Wow, I loved it, man. You did an outstanding job. I'll follow so I can see when part three comes out. <laughs> you and me both, Delvin, because you know part two is already going to be covered on here. So that guarantees part three is going to be covered, too. We got to finish that trilogy. All right. So that seems to be all the feedback on the last episode. That's all right. I understand. Twitter's kind of not the place for everybody anymore. That's fine and dandy. No problem. No problem there. If I missed anyone, do please let me know. I want to give a shout out to all those Crusaders Club members. Thank you so much. Your participation on the Patreon is what helps makes all these shows possible. Even the unpopular ones. Ah, who am I kidding? There are no unpopular shows on this network. Because this is the Longbox Crusade Network, baby! Okay, I'm just flying high on caffeine right now. Alright, I want to give one more thanks to Matthew T. Cody for joining me on this episode. Thank all of you lovely listeners. And until next time, I'll still be down here in the basement, apparently. But that's okay, because how else will you be able to join me for another Fan Film Friday? Today you can take your telephone, your, your, your cell phone, you can make a movie on that. And if it's a really cool movie that's funny and it's dramatic or whatever, you can post it on YouTube. If you want to make films and you want to tell stories, you can do it. That's with film, and you love to tell stories, and you love working in that medium. Uh, then uh, that will give you the strength to be persistent. With you.